Hi, my name is Steven. It is I, Kevin. And I am David, the eldest champion. We are the Brothers Born. We invite you to bear witness as this most unlikely of throwdowns about to commence. Hey everybody, this is Steven. This is Kevin. Big D coming at you. The coolest. With our, of course. I'm the brothers born. Coming at you with our new podcast, The Unlikely Throwdowns. We visited this topic a little bit before in our Brothers Born podcast, and we just loved we it so much. We did more than visit it. We kind of hung around it for a little while. <laughs> it was the most fun thing we did, so we thought we'd just turn it into its own thing. And uh, really excited to kick this off. Yeah, exactly. And if you're listening and you're interested in Brothers Born podcast, go ahead and listen to that. We probably, well, we're still going to put a couple episodes of that out, but this is going to be our focus for now. All right. So today, our first of the unlikely throwdowns in this new era of unlikely throwdowns. Next generation. Next generation. Our judge today is the middle brother, Kevin. That's true. But for the next generation, you can call him Captain Picard. Captain Picard. No, Captain don't, don't, don't do that. That's that's weird. Uh, don't, don't I'm do good that. with that. Damn, you know, it took my character. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Shucks, because I had Captain Kirk. Oh, that would have been that would have been a good one. Yeah, but that wasn't like next generation. That was like that's true. Original. Original OG. Um, actually, I have my character ready. I'm ready to roll. Um, and I'm excited for this first one. I feel like in the past we've had oh a lack of female representation in our unlikely throwdowns so i selected a female character today so i'm going to give you a little intro about her and uh see if you can guess who she is she's described as a kind loyal and virtuous and benevolent ruler she cares for her people and will do anything to keep them safe she's not afraid to come to their assistance whenever they need help her wisdom is extraordinary and uh, her decisions often are done based on her good wisdom. She's a very forgiving ruler. And even like the main villain in this story, she tries to like, she doesn't really like to, um, you know, she's kind to this person as much as she can be anyway. Uh, she has some insecurity. She's a little envious of people. And, uh, but she's dedicated to her people and to her her friends. She has had blonde hair, brown hair, red hair, mostly blonde. Usually, it's depicted as a blonde person. Um, usually, she's like in her teenage, late teenage years, early twenties, perhaps. She's been around since the nineteen eighties and has made appearances in several video games um, of the franchise I'm speaking of. She's only not in like two or three of them. Okay. <laughs> um, she has right. magical powers, which I'm going to dive into a little bit later. Um, but I don't. I don't want to. Let's, let's see if any any guesses so far. I'm gonna. I was. I said it's either Zelda or Princess Peach. Ooh, which one is it? I don't know. The David decided. Okay, I'm gonna go Princess Peach. Not correct. Is it Zelda then? <laughs> Princess Zelda, correct. Mm. All right. 
Well, prepare to be destroyed, my friend. <laughs> Should I do my clues on mine? Yeah, of course. All right. Okay. I'm going to give you a little background story as well as I can. Um, and then you can, you'll probably be able to guess who it is. It's not that hard, but he comes from the planet X, branch worlds of planet X. He's part of a species that uses his own name as the name of the species. He's um, he's destined to protect the rights of the downtrodden, including his fellow, I mean, especially his fellow people, his fellow species. Um, he helped maintain planet X's ecosystem until he came to the earth in 1960. Originally, he decided he was coming here to abduct humans for experimenting them. Um, but there's a Dr. Leslie Evans that he he found her and he sealed off her hometown. And while she sealed in this seal he made over her hometown, she created these um, mutant termites that kind of ate him from the inside. But somehow he survived through this and he became part of a collection. See, all these are going to give him away real, real easily. But um, he was kept in this collection underneath Canada. But eventually... He, he's able to escape and he like rampages through New York City. And the only way he could be stopped was it took four superheroes to stop him. And this will give it away too, because I'm giving away my franchise right here. But the Hulk, the thing, Giant Man and Beast, all four of them who are like the strongest ones really in this whole universe. It took all four of him to stop this guy from destroying New York City. So eventually they they um, they get rid of him. He, he gets, he goes back. Eventually he decides he wants to be good. And he wants to help people out. Um, he, uh, let's see. He one time he tries to be a nanny for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. That did not work out very well. But he was the he tried to be their nanny for a little Who while. Is this? His vocabulary is pretty limited. Um, but all he wants to do is, is help his help his uh, plant species, including oh, all the species in his planet, mostly including animals and the fungi on his planet. He wants to help them. Is it Groot? And, um, Yes, it is Groot indeed. <laughs> he threw me with the like. I know he's a Marvel character, but I didn't know he had all this Marvel history. I thought it was just. Oh, a... he did. Well, this is what I looked up on Marvel.com. <laughs> did you know that he was um? He became part of you know the collector, right? Yeah, he yeah. was part of the collector's collection, and the dude kept him underneath Canada somewhere. <laughs> and then eventually he escapes with some of the other items in the collection, and it takes Hulk, Thing, Giant Man. Who's Giant Man, by the way? Is that precursor That's... to Ant Man? It's um, the same guy. Same guy. Okay. Well, it took Ant Man. See, it shows my knowledge. I don't know. Thor, not Thor. Ant Man, Thing, Hulk, and the Beast all to take him down. Interesting. Um, but eventually, he becomes good, and he wants to help people out. So, yes, my character is Groot. Huh. So, and the only the only quote I can give you is, "I am Groot." And the reason he can only say that is because his species, the larynx, and his throat, it tightens as they mature which limits their speech severely, but he's actually really, really smart. You just can't tell unless you're a telepath like Jean Grey. She knows all of his thoughts. So, so I, Groot, I forgot Groot to get his princess peach. Princess, I mean, princess. Zelda, I'm sorry. I don't have, I didn't bring any quotes. I should have had some quotes. Does Zelda have a lot of quotes from the new game, breath of the wild. She does. That's true. She does have a lot of quotes from breath of the wild. I'm trying to think of some, I'm trying to think of some Zelda quotes. I got, I got one here. I think or I did have one. There's one where she talks about that flower in a field. Oh, she would like Groot then. Yeah, I was thinking she might have like a little bit of a. This would be a, this would be interesting. But Groot, he could be um, 
very, very terrifying, but he just loves to be peaceful. Like now one of his favorite things to do is to make flowers for kids. Like he just makes a flower, creates it and gives it to him. He loves to build hammocks for rocket out of different vines. Just so hammock could have, so rocket could have a place to sleep. Very kind hearted. So we have a situation here and that we both have pretty kind hearted individuals. Um, we have Princess Zelda who loves her people and tries to not use violence, I would say. She will resort to it if required with her companion Link, but I don't think violence is not usually her first answer. Um, and seems like Groot, he's also very loving. He he can he be loves violent. his people, but he does resort to violence yeah. a little quicker yeah. than Princess Zelda. <laughs> so interesting, interesting. Um man, how do we want to do this? So um i don't know you guys um so should we just can i just um i don't know i think we have to lay our characters abilities and resources out on the table right now yes you want me to go first or do you want to go first um, I'll, I'll go first um okay good because when i go you'll be crying but go ahead <laughs> okay she has several magical powers um she could get her a bow to use as a weapon she also has telepathy so she can Did you say she uses her hair as a bow no because uh, she can conjure a bow so like oh, she doesn't even okay. need an actual bow That's it's like a, okay go ahead um she uh can you also use she uses tele- telepathy to communicate to individuals mentally so a little bit of that gene gray thing going on she could communicate without actually being there um she can do fire blasts he's that's pretty awesome um and she can teleport she has some teleportation abilities mm-hmm. which is not aware of that so also pretty significant so hard to catch she is a masterful uh making disguises and hey wait time out if she can teleport why is she captured so much in every single zelda video game she's not she's not she's not, she's not princess actually. peach is captured yeah. Yeah, Princess Peach is, but... I feel like Zelda, the original games, all he wants to do is... I guess he needs to get the Triforce, but I thought he was trying to save her, too. Oh, well, well, he is, but that's like the original. And you gotta think, like, every Zelda is a different person. Yeah. There's lots of different groups, too, but go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean (laughs) to... So, you know, like, are are we accumulating all these Zeldas into one Zelda? I'm I'm kind of going through all the different... Yeah, all the different Zeldas into one. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll Um, go with that. She uh she's a masterful disguise artist. There's a time where she disguised herself as Sheik, um, which is kind of like this ninja type of character who used a harp, which is kind of interesting. She also uh, disguised herself as Titra in the Wind Waker game. Um, and so she's pretty good at disguising. The Link doesn't even recognize her, and she's like his main thing. So um, let's see. She has also been a ghost, and when she's a ghost, she can possess her enemies. Kind of limited to just phantoms, but she can possess things as a ghost, which is pretty significant. But I'm talking someone stoic, someone who is full of charity to her kingdom. You know how there's kings and rulers who don't get in the dirt with you? Zelda is someone who would get in the dirt with you, for sure. She leads by example. And if we're talking extended resources, which we have done in the past, Zelda has Link at the ready as well. And I know he's not the he's character just kind of I chose. That knows how to use a wooden sword. Who he's, he's a Hylian, actually. Um, there's a difference. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so Z- Princess Zelda has got a lot of resources with Link, of course, and also 
um, a lot of the other people in in Hyrule, such as the Koroks, Gorons, potentially Zoras, lots of people to back her because she is a princess of a kingdom after all. I'm going to leave it there. Let that simmer there for a little bit. She definitely has a little more going for her than I thought. I don't really know her as well as you guys do because I haven't really played Zelda games since the original ones. But let me come back at you with a few things. All right. All the right. first thing, Groot is um, – his abilities are natural because they come from what he's made of, which is wood. Um, he has this wood uh, that his bark makes him invulnerable to projectiles and also fire. So the fire shooting thing is pretty cool, but it won't really work for Groot. Um, he can regenerate. The movies make it seem like he takes forever to regenerate. But in the comic books, I feel like in my limited research, he can regenerate pretty quickly. Um, he can grow many Groots. Like if splinters of him come off, he can turn them into little Groots and there can be an army of Groots if he wants. In fact, when he um, he eventually got ca- captured by the Kree, which is where he ended up joining up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But before he did, he left a little piece of himself on Earth to regenerate on Earth. So apparently, not only there's the group with the Guardians, but there's also one on Earth somewhere. Is there a hive mind thing going on? Or like, do they all have the same consciousness? Or is it like a different um, group? He can read their thoughts, I think. But I don't know much about that. I think they're also their own okay. entities So as they well. could but retaliate he, against he him, He can have many groups everywhere if he wants. Um, his limbs can shoot vines. Like, he can wrap them around people. He can impale things with his vines. Um, let's see. Hold on. He can grow into many groups. I said that. I've got a list of other powers here real quick. He's he's able to control things made of wood. I mean, Magneto can control metal, but Groot can control wood. Not always as strong as metal, but, you know, wood is everywhere. Lots of wood. Um, he actually can fly in space. He have lungs, can make yeah. other things grow, like things that are not attached to him live wood like a tree he can make it grow he can make he can control other things so that they can grow and be manipulated um he's very uh plastic i don't know how to say this word but like he can he's flexible whatever he can bend himself in many different ways he's got super strength um he is very durable he can manipulate his size he has cellular regeneration i said that already fire resistance um he can be, he might be telepathic. Some people think he could be telepathic as well. We're not sure on that one, but he has, he's able to, other people are able to read his thoughts and, and realize that he's actually very intelligent also. Um, sometimes it says he can extend hit, he can extend his limbs at will. So whenever he wants to, he can stretch himself to take care of other people. Um, let's see. And overall, very good heartedness. He has that going for him, just like Zelda. But when he needs to, he can he can take care of some fools and rip some fools up. So he does have a lot of abilities, pretty much this whole plant army at his disposal. And you said, if we are using resources, I understand Zelda has resources. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said but that. But I mean, Groot, he has the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> he has, first of all, all he really needs is the Guardians. He's got Drax, he's got Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon, he's got... I guess Peter doesn't really do much, but and then he's got Gamora, but whatever. He's got them, but he's also got all the Avengers under his, uh, to, as his ally. So you can't really do much better than that. I mean, when I say Avengers, I'm not just talking about, Oh, sometimes Hawkeye hangs out with him. No, he's, he's friends with all of them. You've seen the movie Endgame, So he's friends with all of them. He's got all kinds of resources as well. So there you go. I don't know what you can do with all those things, but let's see what happens. All right, Kevin. How's, how does he have, how does he made a wood in like fire? proof 
his his bark is like I can't really read the what was the word? I have to look it up again because I wrote it in really sloppy handwriting. But his bark is the type of bark that is um makes him invulnerable to projectiles. Dendocormic, I think it's called. I don't know, but it says on Marvel.com or whatever <laughs> that fire can't hurt him, which I thought was strange too. That seems but broken. That's a pretty, it seems pretty broken, yeah. But I mean it's fair. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's a, if it's a characteristic he has, I can't argue with that. But huh. But Fireproof he does, tree. Like, he can I guess he can be blown up. Like yeah, that yeah. happened in Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, where he protected everyone. He protected he almost sacrificed himself to protect his whole team. And Rocket took a little piece of him, which regenerated. And uh but I think as far as just like getting fireballs thrown at him, I don't think it would hurt him. Interesting. Interesting. Well, before we get into our argument kevin do you have any points of clarification that you want to get from either one of us questions you or... probably know more about both of these characters than we do <laughs> um I, well i don't actually i don't know anything about groot um or zelda for that matter so uh no i don't have anything um, right. to that needs clarification uh just that like i said if we're assuming that all zeldas are combined into one massive super zelda cool um we'll go with that and then um I would say I probably would avoid using the alternate resources as you do because it is kind of skewed in the sense that Zelda has basically just Link, whereas Groot has like the entire Marvel universe. So that's kind of unfair. Okay. So fair enough. Fair enough. Just character to character. Okay, fine. I'll leave those out. Okay. I wasn't going to use that one until Steven brought it up. I just had to show that Groot has more resources than Zelda. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, before we get into this argument, let's take a quick break. A wise man once said, cash rules everything around me. It's all about the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Now, the brothers born are definitely not part of the Wu-Tang Clan. But the sentiment, well, it's still true. When it comes down to it, making the content that we do can have some costs when it comes to equipment and certain fees. This is where you come in as a listener. No obligation here. But if you do like what we have and you would like to contribute a little bit of funds our way so we can improve our content, um, there's three different tiers of payment which you can use. The first one is a simple, cheap tier of 99 cents. Not too bad. Uh, next tier would be 4.99, or if you're straight balling, 9.99 for the third tier. Now there's no obligation here. We're gonna do the content either way, but we definitely would appreciate a little uh, help. Thank you in advance. We look forward to providing more content for you. Welcome back, y'all. Let me lay down a quote or two here. Um, I did find some. She means business. Uh, Princess Zelda. She. I didn't mention this earlier, but sure sure i have okay. to say she like kevin mentioned there's a lot of different zeldas and it kind of is one of those same with link um every game is like a new zelda but she's like the embodiment or the the selected vessel if you will of the goddess of wisdom or the goddess hylia so she is a princess of hyrule yes but she uh, also has some goddess powers um she's like a, a a god essentially now that being said this is significant the goddess of wisdom 
who is, I think, Nehru. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it's Nehru. Um, she was part of the creation of an entire world of Hyrule, all right, an entire kingdom. And so Princess Zelda has these powers from these goddesses, although she didn't necessarily create. She has like got this heritage that is pretty significant. I'd like to add that. She's protected by the Triforce. She has part of the Triforce in her being, and that is um, pretty significant. Significant, And she's very... Uh, this, 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 this next quote kind of shows that she means business. It says, quote, stow your fear. It's now or never. I like to, th- end quote, I like to think that our battle would start with, with her, like, saying that. Stow your fear. It's now or never. She's kind of taunting Groot a little bit, kind of. Hey, listen to this, though. <laughs> Kevin McAllister is nine years old. He has that same quote. This is it. Don't get scared now. So <laughs> what's so good about that quote? I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean um yeah. all right all right if you want to tangle <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead finish your thought, finish your thought. <laughs> it's all right it's clearly you have something you want to say give it to me no i don't i just thought of home alone with kevin McAllister for some reason <laughs> go ahead. um so i think she has that going for her she has some you know goddess powers but if they're toe to toe and we have a couple different things we can approach this with. We have, of course, physical strength. She might not have that compared to Groot. Um, we have, you know, intellectualism. I think she might have a a thing or two over him with that. I know you said he's very smart, and that's fair. He is very smart, but he can't convey that to people. All he can say is, I am Groot. So the general masses would not recognize his intelligence. Whereas they would, I can understand him. But the, well, we're not allowed to use resources. Whereas the, her kingdom, her followers would recognize the wisdom she has. And let me just give you this other quote about her dedication. "Quote: I've been keeping watch over you all this time. I've witnessed your struggles to return to us, as well as your trials and battle. I always thought, no, I always believed that you would find a way to defeat Ganon. I never lost faith in you over these many years. Thank you, Link, the hero of Hyrule. May I ask, do you really remember me? That part's not really relevant. But end quote. I she, she is dedicated, and like her, um, she believes in her people. She believes in her mission, and she is like ready." ready to sacrifice at all if need be okay i don't know i feel like this is a tough battle because those things you said we already know groot sacrificed tried to sacrifice everything he had for his people his team he did he can regenerate though if he does sacrifice at all or you can like there's just all these little groots like when he does sacrifice it's like fantasia when mickey mouse chops that broom up oh thousands of little brooms now we have lots (laughs) of little groots i know it like he sacrifices himself, but in that way, he actually makes himself stronger sometimes. So, I'm not sure what Zelda that if that's really something that she has over him. Um, you let's go back to this bow that she can conjure. Yes, she conjures it. Groot controls it. I mean, it's made of wood. I'm guessing. No, right? that's the thing. It's not made of wood. She conjures a bow. It's like an ethereal, like it's made of wood though no it's, no, it's not it's like no. a either it's like a mystical magic bow <laughs> it's oh, not made of wood <laughs> it would have been sweet though if it was because that would have just that would have been an awesome point but we'll just pretend it's made of wood just so <laughs> you can't, just pretend, you can't <laughs> pretend it's made of wood i'll pretend he's not allergic to fire i mean he's All allergic right. to fire allergic i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> um but like He's got, like, I don't know, like, she she sacrifices, he sacrifices. He's got a whole army of Groots that can take care of 
take care of um her all your zealous put together i don't know <laughs> like are we trying to um create a, a narrative where this is actually happening or are we just we have done that in the past or we're just comparing powers and letting kevin decide who would win i think i think most of that the latter um okay but i, th- I do so like i do like figuring out a way these two would meet that is a fun thing to do so maybe at the at the end i'd like to revisit that okay well so Groot does have the super strength going for him um and projectiles if she conjured up a bow it probably more than likely couldn't really hurt him because of his super strength, super strong bark. So I'm not sure what the bow would do. Fair um, enough. That's a fair point. Whatever he needed, like he also can make himself grow and like he could, I don't know, he could, he could just encase, wrap or strangle around with his plant, like plant limbs. And I don't know, I haven't really played uh, Breath of the Wild that much, but I know there's lots of woods and trees in that world in Breath of the uh, Breath of the Wire. Wow. And I do know from the original Zelda that there's like one area called the Lost Forest or whatever. You have to go like up four times or over whatever. All the trees through. are Groots. Oh, man. Who right? <laughs> can control all those? So it wouldn't be lost. None of those trees in that forest are lost to Groot. He knows them all and he cares for them all. Well, um, and Zelda, we- her kind heartedness, like I feel like Groot, he would just like, she would just be. Um, He'd be endearing to her when he tried. He'd grow a flower for her and hand it to her. He'd she would like, like that. She would her. like that. Yeah, she would. Um, he could control other plant life. He could maybe he could create some kind of magical wooden throne for her. Like he would. He, <laughs> she probably would not be able to do anything against him because he's just okay. This doesn't really make sense because then they're both being nice to each other, and we don't want that. <laughs> I, I do. I do want to point a clarification from Stephen real fast. Yes, this bow that she conjures. Yes. Are the projectors that projectiles fired from this bow, the arrows, are they like regular arrows or are they themselves like a conjured, like magical sort of projectile? Because that might make a difference as far as how effective they are. Are they going to be able to project mutant tournaments? Based on the Zelda games um, that I've played, there's regular arrows, there's shock arrows, there's ice arrows, there's fire arrows. I'd like to, I'm, I'm going to say this bow can fire any one of those, right? So or ancient arrows or ancient arrows even yes that's correct. Is a shock arrow like a, an electric yes. arrow? Is yeah, it's like yeah. electric arrow. Okay. Yeah, it is. So like the ancient arrows because ancient arrows like a, I don't know how you describe it, but I, I feel like that would be something that could potentially damage Groot quite a bit because ancient. I mean the ancient arrows if they can destroy guardians. The ancient arrows are like these like they're made from materials ancient materials that were like magical. Um, Materials that gain in like that that the kingdom used to build these like super robots to fight Ganon. I am Groot. So yeah, she has the, her bow is not just firing wooden arrows. We got all those like magical arrows, which could make a dent. Maybe not the fire ones, sure, but the ancient ones, the ice ones, wouldn't do shock ones, either, we could mess the them up. Regular arrows, he would just control them back to her because I'm assuming yeah. some of the regular or wooden arrows. So she she wouldn't use those. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, also, I want to make a point here. This is significant, I think. She has divine powers. I've just touched on this already a little bit. So Ganon, we all know who Ganon is. He's the villain of of Zelda, the giant pig dude, right? Um, very powerful, especially in Breath of the Wild. He takes all those guardians, the robots, so to speak, in the Zelda universe, and kind of takes control of them. He corrupts and creates all these monsters. He's a very powerful being. Princess Zelda, using the Triforce, 
and using her divine powers, seals Ganon inside Hyrule Castle, castle, and she keeps him there single-handedly. Keeps him there. She stands idly, not idly. She's not idle. She stands a hundred years, century to guard this massive seal. She is encapsulated Ganon in. So here she is. Talk about like resilience, man. Hundred years keeping that same flow of magic to protect your kingdom that you love so much. You're as you're okay. That's pretty significant, I'd say. She can seal this villain away for a hundred years. Well, I could see where maybe there could be some way where she might be able to seal Groot for a little while. I don't know. But um, unless she destroys all the wood around her, Groot could somehow, he he might have tele- telepathy so he can control the wood from outside probably. And Like how could she take down all the wood is what I'm saying. There's a lot of wood. That's all. There's grass. There's lots of plants. Like well, could she take down all Here's that? the thing. Now, this is a little bit of speculation, perhaps, but Hyrule is such a part of her and so ingrained in her and the Koroks, which are like the wood people. They're almost like little mini Groots. Um, follow, which Groot could probably control. Follow. No, they, I don't think they I don't think he could. No, he couldn't. They're their own sure sentient beings. And like they she is very friendly with them. They like. These are her people. It's not just Hylians we're talking about here. I know we're not talking about extended resources, but these wood people that are relevant. I think they would um they would not turn sides over to Groot. Well, let me throw something else. Dedicated to her. I get that. Dedication. That's important. She treats them well. I see why they're loyal to her, but many Groots. Wouldn't they become endeared with these mini Groots? Like when they start to get along with them, they're like, wait. You're just like me and you follow someone who's just like you. Like, I get it. Maybe they wouldn't, they might not turn against Zelda, but do you think they would have the heart to destroy all the mini groups? Like, uh, I don't know. They're not really, they're, they're so not really, a, they're pretty peaceful people. Actually. I don't know See, if they would fight, but they wouldn't turn yeah, sides. Well, actually neither, neither of these would probably fight against each other. But. <laughs> I, but I think going back to that though, the, the kingdom of Hyrule, she created it. I don't think that her creation well, I mean, she didn't herself, but the goddess that she that is manifested in her created it. And I don't think her creation would turn against her, even if Groot tried telling them to. So I, I, I though, although your wood rule applies, I don't know that the wood and high rule would go against her. So who's to say this battle? Like, I feel like you have some good points here. Still not enough to overcome Groot, I don't think. <laughs> but I feel like this is not really a neutral site if we're battling on high rule. Which that's fair. Are we doing something on not on a neutral site? I don't know. I feel like that gives a little bit of an advantage to you, but yeah, like it's okay. We can work with it. I guess. So I I guess that could be like one stipulation. Obviously, if we're in the kingdom of Hyrule, Zelda has a little bit better knowledge of it than Groot. Groot does travel through space, and he's able to leave (laughs) many Groots with him everywhere. So he could have left some mini Groots somewhere in Hyrule once, and they could have impersonated. Zelda's wooden people Koroks. and maybe they could destroy the, the army from within because she would have thought they were allies and they really weren't infiltrated, but <laughs> they look really different, but I can see I, it. I feel so. I don't I know. It's like, hard to say, like, I guess I could see advantages she would have there, but well, I, I, ahead, I feel like because I did specify that they can't really use necessarily like outside resources. I feel like given that, given that um sort of rule uh that this would have to be in like a neutral ground 
like okay. rather than high roll. Because Steven's 100% right on this one. If it was, if the battle were to take place in high roll, I definitely would have to give it to Zelda. But I don't, I, I think that's an unfair advantage. So for the sake of keeping it, you know, fair, let's say it's going to be somewhere else. That's fine. That's fine. I get that. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like Groot could take down High Rule too if he wanted. But <laughs> but yeah, but you're right. So this it's is a little more of an advantage for her there. This is a uh, this is this is kind of where we. Um, let me show you what these Korok dudes look like, Dave. Really quick, I'm just going to share my screen. You see those guys? Oh, those people. Those can't do anything <laughs> against little mini Groots. They look like they're just chilling, party together. Man. <laughs> That's kind of what they do, they, actually. They do kind of get that vibe. Yeah, I do feel like <laughs> Korok's their sticks, their smiles. They would love hanging with the. I little feel like Korok's and mini Groots would be just just like chilling together. Yeah. <laughs> Zelda and Groot would be fighting, and these little people would just be all chilling, having some huge party. But so I guess that uh, that just cancels it out, maybe. But I, I'd get that they would be. Um, what's the word? Uh, loyal to her, but they don't look like they're that rough. Maybe no, they are. They're they're, they're, they're actually they hide. They they hide all over the kingdom. But okay. but back to Kevin's point, we're in a neutral ground here. So this kind of goes into how what you asked earlier, Dave. Um, how does this happen? So what situation pulls Groot and Princess Zelda someplace where they're so, on neutral ground? Well, if I was the judge, hold that thought because I th- like if I was Kevin right now, I feel like if it wasn't Hyrule, it'd be you know, in Zelda's favor. But I feel like if it was in one of the places Groot inhabited, it would be. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like either way, it's going to be in someone's favor. Can you truly have a neutral ground here? Yes, you can. I feel like you can. However, said neutral ground would have to be void of all trees. Yes. Then obviously that's not fair. I guess it is because it would take away a little bit of powers from both of them. But go ahead, Kevin. So Steven, what were you what's the planet? So thinking, what's the planet that uh, um, Anakin becomes Darth Vader on? Oh, Mustafar! Mustafar. That's where this battle is taking place. It takes so place. planet of fire. So how do, how does Zelda and Groot end up on Mustafar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Groot, I can see ending up there a little bit easier than Zelda because yeah. Groot travels the galaxies because he's true. a guardian of these galaxies. How would Zelda get there? How does Princess Zelda I- get to Mustafar? <laughs> I think we're digressing a little bit here. I feel like we should. I feel like this should be an entire like novel. It's just a story of how Zelda gets Mustafar. I don't know. Um, but all right, they're both there. I, I feel like. I, I feel like do. maybe instead of Mustafar, I feel like maybe Hoth would be a better like option. the frozen area, the snow. Yeah. I have no. Then I have no plants that are really around. That's the idea. I though. see what you're doing. Neutral man. ground here. I see what you're doing. All right. Well, then they're only lot. That's then they have no. Um, outside help other than themselves yeah so even though if crew doesn't have any wood around him there has to be some wood on hoth that he could still tap into and control but <laughs> he still has his arms that he can shoot out at zelda she shoots an arrow he shoots his arm to break the arrow to block it um he can encase her you know with his arm shoot out arms he can distract her with making beautiful flowers i think if he made all these different flowers and plants on the kingdom of hoth those weird hoth creatures would be like Oh, those are awesome. And they'd come over and rush the area because um, it would distract them. And then they would attack Zelda for some reason. I don't know, because they want more of those plants in their lives. But, she, but Princess uh, I realize, again, I'm not allowed to use Pr- Princess Zelda all, does have a way with animals, though, too. They would respond to her as well. And I did. She has a way with plants and fungus. I didn't. I also. I didn't talk to you about the goddess harp. 
The goddess harp is an instrument she uses to use various elemental attacks. So she has the arrow she can conjure and shoot these elemental arrows. She also has the goddess harp. So she plays a song like a fire song or um, a water song or whatever. And it it's also does some elemental attacks on Groot. Um, so I think that would be um, the only one that really deals damage, though. So point of clarification, as I'm on uh, the Zelda Wikipedia page or whatever, um, the goddess harp only lets her do damage with lightning. So the lightning is going to be her attack with the goddess harp. Lightning might have might be able to do some damage because I think because I know Groot's immune to fire, whatever. But lightning, if let's say the lightning strikes projectiles too, dude, projectiles also. Lightning strikes the wood. Any it's a projectile. any fi- any no lightning's not, if it's shooting out of something. I'm projecting lightning onto you, it's projecting. <laughs> that stretched in it a little bit there, Dave. So the lightning hits. I think projectiles. I think more like the arrows, arrows yeah. ears, stones. Uh, okay, fine, bullets. I don't know. The arrow hits like, the arrow hits Groot. I mean not the arrow. The lightning hits Groot. And I would say that the fire immunity that he supposedly has would not happen if it's saying, caused by lightning. Like that's not a thing. Man. It's a thing. You're ripping on Groot if, the fire immunity. You're saying so, it like that's not. But a if thing. the fire is caused by lightning hitting him, you know how like when lightning hits trees, fire happens. That's forest fires, whatever. That I don't I think he wouldn't be immune to that kind of fire. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like natural. It's, it's yeah. I mean, we know that from the movie that he can get blown up because he he encases this bomber. Or I can't remember the movie that well, but it explodes him everywhere. So I, I guess that's the point. But then what happens? He Zelda has bomb bomb arrows too. What happens? Bomb though, arrows. To that's right. I forgot the bomb arrows. What happens? Bomb. What happens to Groot? He gets zapped by the lightning. He regenerates. He regenerates, and he's got another Groot. Okay. So <laughs> well, the thing is, might... although he regenerates, the Princess Zelda is going to get reincarnated as another Princess Zelda. That's how it works over there. <laughs> this well, this battle never... never ending battle. <laughs> this battle will literally be never ending. All right. I'm just saying. The only thing I researched that could hurt Groot really. Was the termites that were mutant termites that ate him from the inside when he was covering up that lady's town? Which is so crazy. And then, but then he would just, parts of him would re- regenerate again. So I, I don't know. Like, I see what you're saying. The arrows could be hard for Groot to overcome, or the bomb arrows, whatever. If there's any wood on these arrows, which I'd like to think most of them have, then he could get, just control them. So there's that. But he could also like deflect them. He could get rid of them before they even hit him, I would think. Goddess Harp, um, bro. Goddess Harp, he can't deflect. I'm firing that lightning right at him. <laughs> well, he does have super strength. That's one of his powers, and he's a genius. So he would find a way to, like, I think he could just get he could get rid of those arrows, like, push off the lightning. I bet he could probably control lightning. Okay, that's speculation. But he probably could <laughs> he can't not control lightning. lightning. Like, <laughs> he's not Storm. <laughs> he's not who store the expo oh, storm i thought you said store like a combination of storm and thor i'm like what the heck he's not no, that, storm with a hammer. that would be pretty sweet though storm and thor mixed together or thor but anyway storm would be pretty that's like the ugly stepbrother um all right so what we're really getting to here is an eternal battle that would never who would never end um all right well let's just say like all right, we'll just well Kevin has all the cards on the table. He's the judge. Let's I will let me just remind you of a couple more of Groot's powers that we haven't focused on as much, but might come in handy. He's telepathic. Okay, he has he's good. He's um got cosmic powers. He's very durable. And he can flex any way he wants. If something's coming at him, he could just flex away from it or go around it. Like I guess he's not quite as flexible as water, but he's still I can picture him moving around and dodging and 
moving his wood in different places, his wood splinters out, whatever. And he can fly in space. I don't know how that comes in handy in the actual battle, besides maybe an escape route after he destroys Zelda. But still, he has lots of powers. He has a little army of Groots, which is not an outside resource because they came from him. Like they blew up from his actual body, so they're actually part of him. So pretty much he can do whatever he wants to with this army of Groots and plants around him. I don't know what Zelda is going to do with that, but I'm going to leave that on the table for Kevin. Do you have anything you want to leave on the table my, for him? My final, my final argument? I am grouped. That's your quote. You ended with a quote. All right. So Princess Zelda, I've mentioned this already. She has goddess powers. The goddess harp shoots out lightning. She does have the arrow. I know he's immune to projectiles, but they could certainly make distractions. They could certainly ping him a little bit. Still productive. Um, she has the power to seal things. A really powerful being like such as Ganon for a hundred years and, and prevent him from coming out and uh, doing his reign. That is significant because not only does it it's she seal him, but a hundred years she's able to do that consistently. No breaks. That's awesome. Um, she's you know very dedicated and will sac- is willing to sacrifice herself for the greater good. And I'm gonna kind of showcase that with this quote. Quote, we must win. The fate of Hyrule depends on it. End quote. Also, quote, all shadows must eventually meet the light. End quote. So, who makes his own shadows? All shadows would meet the light. I don't know how that's an argument, but okay. So, all right, I get it. those are some good quotes, but I will say the quote you thought was best, she stole from Kevin McAllister. So, there's that. I am grouped. Um, I really, before you make your judgment call, Kevin, um, I really think what would end up happening is these two would be like the bestest friends in the world. Honestly, I think they'd be like so cool with each other because they're just very, there's, they seem like they'd be friends. She, she loves they'd be doing like tricks with the, you would be doing like magical wood tricks for her <laughs> to her delight. And she would be, <laughs> she'd be controlling her wood people to make group lot. Yeah. They probably would. It, there wouldn't be much of a battle. It'd be a big life. party. I think it'd be a, a good time. And he, he, unless one of them was inherently evil because yeah. they're both like, good-hearted and stand up for what's right Groot started out evil but he changed so the reality so, is they would be friends but in our our battle on mustafar or slash hoth or whatever it is <laughs> um uh the, the the cards are yours now judge so this one and i've been thinking about this this whole time and i guess this is this is kind of an odd one so i do agree i don't think that these two would ever actually be enemies i think if they were to meet they'd actually be kind of friends you know, I mean, hey, Groot, Groot could help take down Ganon. Why not? But that's not the point of this. So what we have here, gentlemen, is a first. Not only is it the first episode of our new podcast, but um, looking back at the previous times we've done this on the other podcast, uh, I actually have to call it a draw. I know I oh, I, I have to. I have oh, to man. call it a draw because <laughs> for a couple reasons. One, I don't think they would actually fight to begin with. Um, but two... We are talking about this being an eternal struggle. Like, you know, Groot can re- regenerate make new growths. Uh, Zelda's constantly reincarnating. She has the ability to seal things, which I think would work against Groot. But Groot also, with his ability to control trees and stuff, like, I think everything just, all their abilities in some way, I think, cancel each other out. So, in my opinion, I think this is actually a draw. Interesting. We've never had a oh, draw man. before. I didn't know that was an no. option. I, I you know, it wasn't was until just now because... <laughs> It's kind of a cop out, don't you think? It is a little bit. But every time we've done this, like you know, as difficult as it's been, I've always been able to come up 
you know, as a judge or, you know, one of you guys. Yeah, even like, when there's, like, even the Mr. Mr. Magoo. Boba I can't remember who it was. And Boba Fett, yeah. Like, even that one, like, it was kind of like. There's a way to find where, where either yeah. of them could win, but we found it actually, yeah, like, all of them, there's been some kind of win. But, but this one, this I, one just, I couldn't it, really, I couldn't really overcome some of his other. I think, I don't know. It was tough to. I, I really, I mean, it's it's the first time it's happened, and I don't think it's going to be a common thing. Generally, we can find, you know, have an idea, even if it's by a minuscule amount, that one of our competitors would win. But in this case, I just, I don't think there's a way for one of them to win. I think both of them oh, I think would be a draw. All right. Well. Well, good match, my friend. Good match. <laughs> we'll call it a cat's game, my friend. Let's say that they, they team up and they become the most powerful um, <laughs> force to be ally, alliance that we've had so far. But definitely for them, then they're for good. Like the most, hero, like the most. Re- what's the word I'm looking for? Not righteous, I guess righteous, but the most, um, the most good. I don't know. <laughs> noble, noble is a good noble. Yes. Um, I'm just saying, Zelda, Zelda and Groot are gonna take, gonna take Hoth by storm, man. They're gonna <laughs> turn that know, place Groot, around. Groot might not be. I, well, yeah, like a, he could do good. He could change Hoth around him and Zelda together. She doesn't need Link, he man. Could, she just needs Groot. Ice Planet to like <laughs> it's at least Groot. Like the, at least Groot talks more than Link. Link doesn't say a word true. ever, and Groot at least says his name. That's not true. Right, Link Groot. does say stuff in the cartoon, but it's like he says, yeah, yeah." That's true. That's, that's what he says. <laughs> and could they like? I think Kevin McAllister should go visit him too. <laughs> He's t- he's got some sort of I don't know how that would happen, but yes, he gets home. Al- it's like Home Alone twenty six. He's trapped on <laughs> <in> Hoth. <laughs> the wet bandits go all the way there. <laughs> oh, all man. right, well, good game. That was a good one. I kind of like that as a draw. I uh, like I said, we can't make a habit of this, but I, I'm 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 supportive of this decision. So, um, so if we ever do a tournament of champions, like. Those two wouldn't be able to participate, or what? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll figure that out as we go. But they're too busy fighting their eternal war. <laughs> they would either fight eternal forever. war, or all of a sudden, until eventually, they're just going to be friends, no matter how long the war lasts. <laughs> eventually, they're both going to be like, "Okay, bro, bring it in." <laughs> I love the idea. I love the image of Mini Groot hanging out with a Korok. I think that's like awesome. Um, yeah, we, I, I definitely, need, I definitely need some sort of artist rendition of that. We always come up with something that no one in the world could ever have thought of before in every one of these episodes. Like, who would ever have thought of that until we did? <laughs> so this is why everyone should listen to the podcast, because you'll hear things that you never thought were possible. <laughs> it's going to open your mind. Thought of. All these great minds in the world, Gates, Einstein, like I'm different Gate, Shakespeare, whatever, <laughs> Beethoven, I don't know. None of them ever thought of something like this. Groot versus Princess Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> what what ramifications that could have? No, I never thought of it. All right. Well, since it was Only a, here since, on the brothers born, since it was a draw, um, how do we decide the next judge? Um, you want you just pick one, Kevin, me or David? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you me? because I've, I've had, yeah, because I've had um, there's we've done a couple of these with without David, and it's always been the two of us against each other. Okay, so I feel like um. You know, like, yeah, I can say you so because I, I feel like David hasn't had enough of these uh, competitions. Fair enough. All right, we'll do. I'm ready. Or I will be ready. And we can just pick whoever we want again. Yep. Just pick whoever we want. I love it. 
Excellent. This is a good battle, dudes. And welcome, everybody, to the Unlikely Throwdowns podcast, part of Brothers Born Media. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to our new podcast, episode one of the Unlikely Throwdowns, brought to you by Brothers Born Media. That's right, folks. We're a brand now. Imagine that. Check out our website, www.brothersbornmedia.com. We're going to be sharing all of our content there, as well as the other podcatchers that you normally listen to this podcast on. If you want to get in touch with us, go on our website. There's a link to contact us, or you can email us directly at brothersbornpodcast at gmail.com. We are so excited for this new project, and we hope you are too. Stay tuned for more unlikely throwdowns. Next time, I'm going to be the judge. It's going to be great, folks. We look forward to talking to you then. Bye.